A fantastic Friday to each of you and welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. It's been a better than expected start for the Grizzlies. Eight games in in terms of offense. A bit more of a struggle than people may have thought on defense. But with those narrative, early season narratives taking place, how has that impacted the game flow of the Grizzlies? Where in games are they finding success against their opponents? And where are they struggling? And what could normalize as the season goes along? A quarter-by-quarter quarter look at how the Grizzlies have done so far this season, plus a preview against a better-than-expected Wizards team for tonight's game for the Grizzlies. That and much more. Let's get it going here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome one and all to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Hope wherever you are, wherever you're listening and wherever you're watching, you're having a wonderful start to your day. Of course, you can find the podcast wherever it's available. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app. You can find the show at Locked On Grizz on Twitter. Myself at StatsSAC. The show obviously here on YouTube. We've now arrived at 200 subscribers. Cannot thank you enough for all the support through our first month here on YouTube. It's been a blast. Look forward to doing it every single day. Make sure you subscribe. Let's us know you enjoy the show. Let's others be able to find the show. Let's us know that the show is the best experience it can be for everyone, which obviously is the goal. My name's Sean Coleman, credentialed media member with the Grizzlies, covering the Grizzlies for my fourth season, your host here at Locked on Grizzlies, your Grizzlies every single day. And want to thank you for making Locked on Grizzlies your first listen of the day, but make sure you check out the Locked on NBA podcast. Obviously, major news stories from the start of the season, the new one with the Phoenix Sun, and obviously owner Robert Sarver. The latest on that going on it seems with updates hour by hour, check out the Locked On NBA podcast, free forever podcasts are available right here on YouTube, just like Locked On Grizzlies. After you get through listening to Locked On Grizzlies, check out the Locked On NBA podcast for all the latest around the league. Of course, we also want to remind you of our title sponsor, McDonald's, since 1965, a great source of food, a great source of connecting with the community. Make sure you combine both the next time you enjoy McDonald's. So when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies, again, it's been a very successful start to the season, but with a lot of ups and downs for the Grizzlies. They performed very well. They've also looked very bad at times. But over the past two games, I feel that things are starting to normalize. We've seen, we've seen the bench certainly improve. We've seen improvements from the defense. We've seen the Grizzlies be able to make in-game adjustments. When John Morant was really limited on Wednesday night against the Denver Nuggets. The Grizzlies were able to find a way to be able to still win because Jaron Jackson Jr. and the three-point production of the Grizzlies, both shooting and defending the three, were able to get the job done. But how have the Grizzlies' initial success on offense and initial struggles on defense impacted the flow of games? Where in games have the Grizzlies found success against opponents and where have they struggled and how, what areas could the Grizzlies improve in to really put together a full 48 minutes? We hear Taylor Jenkins and the players talk about it all the time. The goal is to play a full 48 minutes. Where in the 48-minute structure of the game so far this season have the Grizzlies really shined or struggled? Now, traditionally, the Grizzlies have kind of had a mixed bag of success in first quarters. They've really struggled. They're not necessarily really, but the quarter that the Grizzlies have struggled in the most under Taylor Jenkins is the second quarter. Where they've really shined is the third quarter, especially defensively. In a lot of games, 
you've seen the Grizzlies either be able to come back from big leads or extend leads because of how well they played defense in the third quarter over the past few years. And then in the fourth quarter, like the first, it's been a mixed bag. There have been issues with last five minutes of the game situations for the Grizzlies in which they've been over to come some to overcome sometimes with John Moran, but other times have certainly struggled. But so far this year, in terms of the first quarter, the, what, in terms of what the Grizzlies can control on offense, it's actually been a pretty good outcome. It's just that the numbers are a bit skewed right now because of the fact that the Grizzlies have had two games against Miami and Golden State in which they just absolutely have got their butts kicked in the first quarter. That's just the simple truth. The Grizzlies so far this year in the first quarter are seventh in offensive rating. However, they're 30th in defensive rating. They're kind of middle of the pack when it comes to offensive production, but they are 25th when it comes to plus minus. They they are 25th in terms of their average deficit at the end of first quarters. But again, one of the biggest reasons why the Grizzlies have ran into issues so far in the first quarter is because of a, a, a 15 plus point deficits to both Golden State and Miami, who are two of the best three teams in the league when it comes to starting out games. So though the numbers overall for the Grizzlies in terms of the scoreboard are not necessarily that great, a lot of it has to do with just two out of the eight games that they played. Of course, the past two games, the Grizzlies have done a very good job of producing in the first quarter. They did it against Portland as well. Obviously, on Wednesday, the Grizzlies are coming off the best first quarter of the season in which they had a uh, as much as a 19-point lead against Denver. So the key for the Grizzlies is, is that I do feel that the offense is getting off to a better start this season early on. The Grizzlies are getting off to a more consistent start early in quarters this season than they did at times last year. Now, if you remember last year, the Grizzlies did a very good job of getting off to first quarter starts early in the season, but struggled as the season goes along. With how well the starters have played so far this year, we'll see if they're able to continue playing well as the league adjusts to them. But so far, the Grizzlies have to be pleased, especially offensively, with how they've started off games, but they also have to be pleased with how some things are coming together defensively as they make adjustments from earlier in the season. But to me, the biggest surprise so far this year has been the fact that the Grizzlies' best quarter of production so far this year has actually been the second quarter. It's felt like in the past under Taylor Jenkins, and not necessarily on Taylor Jenkins, but just how the flow of the game has gone, that the Grizzlies, even if they got off to a first quarter start, the teams that they would be playing would be able to make adjustments to the Grizzlies. And then the Grizzlies would try to bounce back with their bench, but initially would not be able to. However, as the second quarter went along, the Grizzlies would then catch back up. The, the first six minutes of the second quarter has traditionally been an area of struggle for the Grizzlies over the past two years. But that's actually the part of the game where right now the Grizzlies are having their best success. So far this season, the Grizzlies are second in offensive rating in the NBA in second quarter production. They're 24th in defensive rating, 13th overall in net rating. But the key to why they have been so good offensively is because of the fact that they are the best three-point shooting team in the NBA when it comes to shooting the three. And that is a stark contrast from the past two years. Over the past two years, 
The Grizzlies have been among the worst teams in the NBA when it came to shooting the three in the second quarters of games. Defenses for opposing teams would be able to make adjustments or would make it to where after the Grizzlies had initial success getting to the rim or producing in the paint, the teams would then adjust to make the Grizzlies shoot from three. Well, now if teams do that, the improvement the Grizzlies have made from shooting the three actually plays into the Grizzlies' favor because they're the best three-point shooting team in the league. That's the reason why the second quarter of, in this season is such an area of advantage for the Grizzlies than in the past because as teams try to make adjustments to Memphis and they force Memphis to take more shots away from the rim, this time around, the Grizzlies are able to hit those shots versus in the past under Coach Jenkins. So that has certainly been a big development for this team. They're one of the best teams in terms of effective field goal percentage. Overall, the Grizzlies are arguably the best shooting team in the NBA in second quarters of games so far this season. And that certainly is a big development. Another thing that has really helped out Memphis is that the adjustment that Taylor Jenkins has made to where at the start of the second quarters, he's putting Jaron at the five with the bench units, including Tyus, Kyle, and so on. Those units in which the Grizzlies are able to put Jaron at the five, Kyle at the four, and put Tyus Jones you know, at the point guard position, that really also is shining against second units. You've got Jaron Jackson Jr. being able to have an easier time standing out as being the best player on the court in those type of lineup situations. Kyle and Tyus are able to produce as veterans in those situations, and that really has led to good initial success for the Grizzlies. So Taylor Jenkins has certainly made needed adjustments, not only to the lineup, but also to his approach in the second quarters of games this year. And the result has been the Grizzlies having much more productive, productive second quarters this season than they did in the past, which obviously is key for them to enter halftime in much more advantageous positions than they have in the past. But in the past, another thing that has stood out is regardless of where the Grizzlies have been at halftime, they've always come out. They've been one of the best third quarter teams in the NBA over the past two years. But initial results this year are not as favorable. We'll discuss how the Grizzlies have had success in the second half in just a moment. But before we do that, Obviously, once again, want to, want to mention the title sponsor of our show, which is, of course, McDonald's. And it's, since 1965, McDonald's has been a source of great food for everyone involved in a community. It's so convenient. It's so easy. And they've done a much better job of gearing their efforts towards eating healthier for customers than in the past. But the big thing that also stands out a bit about McDonald's, it's a great source to connect with the community wherever you live. I know for myself, I've been on this earth for over 30 years, had birthday parties there when I was a toddler, had first dates there when I was in high school, had study sessions there when I was in college, and also now provide for my family by going to McDonald's once or, once or a week or so. The thing is, is that no matter where you are in life, and no matter who you connect with wherever you are in life, McDonald's is a great place to do it. Go there for the food, but go there to connect with those that you care for in your community. And don't forget, we all know their motto is, I'm loving it. But in honor of John Morant, here's a little bit of a twist on that theme and that motto. Ba -da 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 -da. I'm loving it. You hear me? Check out McDonald's. Enjoy it during your Grizzlies games. But if you go and want to stay for a bit, chat with those you care for at McDonald's. We also want to remind you that when it comes to how you can deal with the opportunity to make yourself be less stressed, 
Look no further than LeBron James. Do you want to know what makes LeBron James King James? It's sleep. That's right. Sleep is his superpower. Come. The number one app for sleep and meditation has teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. LeBron and Calm Know Your Mind is like any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at your best, just like King James. As he says, quote, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. From the sound of rain falling on leaves to bedtime sleep stories, Calm puts me to sleep within minutes, which means I wake up ready for any challenge. If you go to Calm for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron and using Calm and get a 40% discount on Calm using the, using the subscription Calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. Again, go to Calm.com slash LockedOnNBA and you can unlock content to help you focus ease stress and sleep better. If it works for LeBron, it certainly could work for you. Check out Calm today. Can't thank you enough for tuning into the Locked on Grizzlies podcast, but also here on Locked on Grizzlies YouTube and making us your first listen of the day. But obviously the weekend has arrived and it is now time to get back into the football season with baseball season now over. The full focus is baseball and football and of course hockey as well. But for college football and NFL fans, check out the Locked on College Football Podcast Network and the Locked on NFL Network for your favorite team's latest. I know that I check out Locked on Balls and Locked on Titans every chance that I get. Make sure for your second and third listen of the day, you check out your favorite college and pro teams football podcasts here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So we're talking about the Grizzlies flow this season in games. And the Grizzlies overall are doing a much better job in the first half of games so far this year than they've done in the past. First quarter success offensively is something that really shined at times last year, continued to get a little bit worse as the league adjusted last year. But the Grizzlies are getting off to another very successful start offensively in the first quarters. It's the defense that really is trying to find its footing so far this season, but it certainly has two good games against Denver to build off of going into the next part of its schedule. But the big takeaway from the first half of games is that the Grizzlies have emerged as being a much better second quarter team than they were in the past. The reason why, as defenses have pushed the Grizzlies' offensive approach out in the past, making them have a harder time getting to the lane and forcing them to shoot from distance in the past, that's where the Grizzlies struggled. But now they're actually the best three-point shooting team in the second quarter of games so far this year. So the Grizzlies have adjusted to defensive approaches to them early in games. Now as defenses try to put the Grizzlies out to where they can't produce in the paint, the Grizzlies are countering by making shots from distance more often. And that's why overall the Grizzlies are getting off to a better offensive start in first halves, especially in the second quarter than they have in the past. But things actually are not as positive in the third quarter of games. Now, over the past two years, especially since December of 2019, the Grizzlies truly have been one of the best third quarter teams in the NBA. One of the strengths of Taylor Jenkins right off the bat when he started being the head coach of the Grizzlies was his ability to make halftime adjustments, especially defensive adjustments, to get the Grizzlies either to extend leads or get them back in games. But it's the Grizzlies' ability so far on defense that has still been there. They've been league average so far this year when it comes to third quarter defense. It's the offense 
that has struggled. As the Grizzlies have come out of halftime, they have really struggled shooting the three. As a matter of fact, it's a night and day difference for the Grizzlies when it comes to shooting the three. In the second quarter of games so far this year, they have been the best three-point shooting team in the league. However, in the third quarter of games, they are a bottom five three-point shooting team. It seems as if opposing defenses, when they see that the Grizzlies are now actually able to produce from three, opposing defenses are the ones that are making the halftime adjustments to prevent the Grizzlies from finding their opening op their open opportunities from three, and the Grizzlies are having a hard time adjusting to get the offensive flow going. We saw a perfect example of this on Wednesday. After halftime against the Denver Nuggets, they came right back out and made adjustments to limit jaw, and the Grizzlies had a hard time getting their offensive flow going, especially when they were struggling from three. So the defense is still certainly being a benefit to the Grizzlies. They are improving their defense out of halftime compared to how it's played in the first half of games. But it's the offense that's got to find its footing better, especially when it comes to shooting the three. The Grizzlies are having success shooting the three in the first half. Defenses make their adjustments, prevent those open looks from the first half from three. Being there in the third quarter, the Grizzlies need to do a better job of finding offensive flow that can allow for them to once again get back to balancing, both producing in the paint and obviously from beyond the arc. But of course, we all know that, yes, while the first three quarters of the game matter, the fourth quarter certainly stands out as a bit more important, not necessarily, you know, statistically or in reality, but theoretically, the fourth quarter stands out as being a bit more important, obviously, because it is the closing quarter. And so the Grizzlies, after they've had success in the first half, but struggled a bit in the third quarter, they obviously have had plenty of close games so far this year. The fourth quarter, though, looks a lot like the first quarter so far this season. The offense, once again, the Grizzlies are seventh in offensive rating. So let's break it down. In the first, second, and fourth quarters of games so far this year, the Grizzlies have a top seven offense. In the third quarter, they have a the 23rd ranked offense. So the Grizzlies actually have a very good off, have had very good offensive production in the fourth quarter of games. It's the defense that's once again struggled. The Grizzlies are a top seven offense in, in the fourth quarter so far this year. They are a bottom five defense. Now, the reason why the Grizzlies have been so good at offense in the fourth quarter is not necessarily quality. It's quantity. The Grizzlies are second in field goal attempts in the third quarter of games. They are first in offensive rebounds, and they are fifth in three-point attempts. The reason why the Grizzlies have been so good in the fourth quarter in terms of scoring points compared to the past is because they're getting opportunities. Now, one of the things that they run into is that they also are 23rd in turnovers. So the ball security is certainly something that the Grizzlies could improve upon. But the key to the Grizzlies' success in the fourth quarter of games now versus in the past is that they are pushing the pace more often. They are creating more offensive opportunities than they have in the past. And while the quality is a work in progress, the Grizzlies are at least giving themselves more than enough opportunities to score and score well in the hopes of being able to get enough offense going to win games. We saw it against Denver. 
Jaron Jackson Jr.'s early approach in the fourth quarter made all the difference in the world. But the Grizzlies' ability to push the pace in the final five minutes of the game, though Denver did do a good job, they came back in the game, the Grizzlies were able to consistently get offensive looks, and because of the quantity of their offensive looks, they were able to get the job done. The other thing that stands out about the fourth quarter is, of course, that is the that is clutch time in terms of the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, again, are very good at producing opportunities. They are one, in clutch time situations this year. The Grizzlies are a top three team in terms of both field goal attempts, points, free throws, and rebounds. They are one of the more productive clutch time teams so far this year in clutch time situations. What that shows is that the Grizzlies have much more energy this time around, it seems, than they did in the past. And that's leading to them creating more opportunities. That has been the key so far for the Grizzlies this year in the fourth quarter. It's opportunities. You certainly want to see the Grizzlies continue to improve the quality of their approach in the fourth quarter. But as long as they're continuing to get opportunities, they're getting the chance to outproduce other teams. The results should certainly follow. And that has certainly shined over in three of the past four games against Golden State in the two games against Denver. So it certainly seems as if the Grizzlies have changed the overall flow of their success so far this year. Obviously, the first quarter is a mixed bag. The second quarter is vastly improved from the past, you have to feel that the Grizzlies, with how well they've made adjustments in the past in the third quarter, will continue to get better in the third. And then, of course, in the fourth quarter, the Grizzlies are at least creating opportunities. And in time, you hope that their quality will start to match their quantity. So in general, the Grizzlies' overall improvement in shooting the three has allowed for them to play more complete first halves. You also have to feel that the ability that they've shown in the past to make halftime adjustments will lead to them being able to continue to get better in the third quarter. The end result, you certainly feel that this version of the Grizzlies, at least from early indications, are in a better place to com play a complete 48 minutes than Grizzlies teams have been in the past, especially with how well the Grizzlies have been able to, when teams adjust to their offensive approach, how much more reliable the Grizzlies are shooting the three now versus they were in the versus how they were in the past. But the Grizzlies flow for a full 48 minutes is really going to need to be there tonight against the Washington Wizards, a team that certainly has looked much better defensively than many people may have anticipated to start the season. We'll look at this matchup in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to tell you this. If you want to match up the opportunity for you to have a daily snack that can offer you multiple benefits and make your day better, the perfect match for you to do that is Built Bar. Number one, it's very versatile. You can have Built Bar in the morning as a breakfast or you can have it in the afternoon as a snack. You also can go to BuiltBar.com right now, put in the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order from Built Bar as well as having over 18 different flavors to choose from at BuiltBar.com as well. I know that when I enjoy Built Bar, it always gives me energy. It always tastes great. It always gives me that health benefit that I'm looking for when it comes to a daily snack. Make sure you check out Built Bar today, and it's going to make your day better. Go to Built.com, put in the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. Again, can't thank you enough for checking out Locked on Grizzlies. The Grizzlies will play tonight versus the Washington Wizards at, in Washington. After that, 
The Grizzlies will get a much-needed break. They'll get the full weekend off before they come back on Monday and welcome the Minnesota Timberwolves to the FedEx Forum. On Monday, we'll obviously recap the game against the Washington Wizards, see what adjustments the Grizzlies made against another very good defensive team when it came to defending the three, and looking at how the Grizzlies can match up against another better-than-expected opponent in the Minnesota Timberwolves. We'll look at that on Monday. That Before we get into the Washington matchup, that is one thing about this season so far that the Grizzlies certainly are going to be running into. When we looked at the first part of the season for the Grizzlies and the fact that they were going to start off the year against as tough a teams as they had, it felt like that after this back-to-back -back series with Denver at the FedEx Forum, the Grizzlies' schedule was going to get a bit more manageable. After this Denver game, it looked like that I believe five of their next seven games were going to be at home. It was going to be against Washington, Minnesota, and other teams. It felt like that the early start of November, especially with so many games being at home, was going to be a bit more manageable in terms of the quality of opponent and the fact that the Grizzlies would be at home more than the first eight games would be. But that's no longer the case. There are several teams over the next few weeks that while it seemed like at the start of the season, the Grizzlies would be able to hold their own against, and they certainly still will be able to, these teams are going to be tougher than expected. And that starts with the Washington Wizards. The thing that stands out about the Wizards so far this year under new coach Wes Unsell Jr. is the defensive approach that this Washington Wizards teams has. They are they are a top five, arguably a top three defense defending the three so far this year. And it's not just out of luck. This team does a very good job of defending the three. Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, Kyle Kuzma and others have certainly played a part in that. Spencer Dinwiddie as well. The, the um, Washington Wizards have completely changed up their overall perimeter lineup, and it's led to good two-way production, at least defensively, so far this year. So that is the thing that stands out for the Grizzlies in tonight's game. After Memphis had had so much success shooting and defending the three against Denver, again, the Grizzlies made 29 threes over the past two games, but they only limited Denver to 17, a plus 36 differential when it came to shooting the three for the Grizzlies, which is an absolutely wonderful development and made all the difference in the world for them getting these two wins. But tonight, they're going to have to be a bit more creative in terms of finding their three-point shots, especially with how well Washington defends the three. Now, like Denver, Washington has not been that good defending the three so far this season. However, that's because Bradley Beal is shooting less than 30% from three. Bradley Beal, of course, is someone that at any point in time can break out. And we've seen teams be able to break out against the Grizzlies when it comes to shooting the three. You saw Miami do it. You saw Portland do it in the second half of their game. The Grizzlies' three-point defense, even though Washington has struggled so far this year, it still is going to have to be on point, especially with the fact that the Grizzlies are going to be without Dylan Brooks. Let's rewind back to March of this year, which basically was last season. Within a six-day span, the Grizzlies played the Wizards two times in a week's time frame. Two times in six days. It was two times basically in a week. In those two games, the Grizzlies held 
Bradley Beal to something along the lines of 14 from 40 from the field. They made it to where Beal was not a player that took over these games to the extent that earlier this season a Paul George did or Damian Lillard did in uh, in the game against Portland or, or Jimmy Butler did in the first half against Miami. The Grizzlies did a very good job of limiting Bradley Beal's ability to take over the game. However, that obviously was because the Grizzlies were able to have a very good lineup of wings to take on Beal. There's no longer, you know, um, Dylan Brooks is no longer available, just as Winslow is no longer available to do that. So the Grizzlies' one-on-one -on -one defense on Bradley Beal, Bill may have an easier time finding the shots that he likes without the Grizzlies having Brooks in the lineup. They're going to have to make sure to key in on Beal to limit him as much as possible while also making sure no other Wizards player really has their breakout game from three like we've seen other players have success doing so far this season. But beyond the production from the three-point line, the, a few other things that stand out as being, you know, good strengths of the Wizards is this, is while they themselves are not that good at shooting the three so far this season, what they are very good at is getting to the rim and getting to the line. The Wizards draw the most opponent's fouls so far this season. They lead the NBA in, a, in opponent's fouls per game, and it's because of how well they are at getting to the rim and getting to the free throw line. And that is certainly going to be a development to watch in this game. A big reason why is because we know that there have been a couple of instances so far this year where the Grizzlies, unfortunately, have been without the service services of Jaron Jackson Jr. and even Steven Adams because they've gotten into early foul trouble. With how much pressure Washington puts on the rim and how well they are at getting to the line, that is something that the Grizzlies are going to have to be very cautious of. The Grizzlies should have the size advantage in this game with Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson Jr. And that is especially going to be to their advantage when it comes to protecting the rim. But if those two bigs get into foul trouble, especially in the third quarter, and the Grizzlies come out and once again struggle offensively, that could put the Wizards in a very good offensive position. You could really see this game, if it flows the way the Wizards hope, being like the Portland game was. The Grizzlies could get off to a very good start. They could have control of the first half, but because the Wizards are getting more free throw attempts like Portland did, the Wizards can stay within striking distance. And then if the Grizzlies come out, they struggle in the third quarter, they're dealing with foul trouble, you could easily see the Wizards come back into the game with how good their prowess is of getting to the rim and getting to the line. So the Grizzlies are going to have to be very disciplined. Try their best not to get ticky-tack fouls. Try their best not to cause unnecessary fouls. They're going to have to limit they're fouling because of how much pressure Washington is going to put on them getting to the rim. And if the Grizzlies can in some way, shape, or form do that, if they can themselves kind of limit Washington's production to get to the line, that's going to play into the Grizzlies' favor even more to win this game. But of course, on the flip side of things, the Grizzlies' ability to get to the line, that's certainly something that you have to hope will happen as well. You can find success doing that. You can find success against Washington getting to the line. And yes, the Grizzlies have been very good at making their free throws, but while the quality of free throws is there, another big development for this Grizzlies team could be the quantity 
of getting to the line. So the Grizzlies' ability to produce from three is going to be a big thing to watch. But if they're not able to find their shot from three, getting the offensive schemes going through ball movement, through individual creation, whatever it may be, finding some consistent offensive flow and balance is going to be a key for the Grizzlies, but also making sure that they stay disciplined. They do not foul. They don't turn the ball over. The, the Wizards are a very disciplined team. They don't, they're second in the league in terms of fewest turnovers committed per game, but they're also one of the worst teams in the league at forcing turnovers. There's just not a lot of turnover um, occurrences in these Wizards games. But the Grizzlies have been able against previous teams like Golden State that were disciplined, they've been able to find success turning the ball over. So if two keys for the Grizzlies are being able to find a way to have some sort of three-point success, besides the Wizards' elite ability to defend the three so far this year, and the Grizzlies can limit their fouling while also getting more foul shots themselves, a big area where I do think the Grizzlies can really find success, especially if Kyle Kuzma were to be limited after he left Wednesday night's game, for Washington, where the Grizzlies could find a lot of success, in my opinion, is them being able to put the Wizards in situations where they turn the ball over, where Spencer Dinwiddie or Bradley Beal, if they're handling the ball, situations where they can turn the ball over. If the Grizzlies can get the possession advantage through being able to create turnovers and being opportunistic, this is a perfect setup for them to do that, similar to what they did against Golden State. Because if the Grizzlies can create these turnovers and get the possession edge, that is going to be a great way for them to counter if Washington is finding success from the free throw line. Washington's going to get their points advantage or their opportunities advantage from getting to the free throw line more. The Grizzlies can counter that by creating turnovers and getting the possession edge. That especially will also play a well, that also will be critical if the Grizzlies do struggle from three. So a very tough matchup awaiting the Grizzlies tonight. I think personnel-wise, especially if Washington is without or if Kyle Kuzma is limited, I do think that if the Grizzlies can in any way, shape, or form limit Bradley Beal, I think the Grizzlies are the better team in tonight's game. But I do think they're going to have to play a more complete game than many may have anticipated earlier this year to get the job done. But there's one thing to also remember. John Morant loves playing in Washington, D.C. Two of the best games of his career have occurred in Washington, D.C. If I remember correctly, I believe his first career triple-double happened in Washington, D.C. as well. You have to think it could be a setup for another really big night from John Morant. If he can deliver, the Grizzlies can have another one or two players like Jaron step up offensively, but the Grizzlies can also play disciplined defense while also being opportunistic. They can get another big victory before they get the weekend off. It's going to be a fun game. And the Wizards are a fun team to watch, but if the Grizzlies can, can certainly keep Bradley Beal at least somewhat quiet and make sure nobody else steps up from the Wizards to have a big game, that will play into their favor and the Grizzlies can get a victory tonight. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Grizzlies for your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day, there's no better source of fantasy basketball knowledge in the world than Josh Lloyd of Locked on Fantasy Basketball. Check out his show, Locked on Fantasy Basketball, for all the latest when it comes to fantasy basketball news. My name's Sean Coleman. Find me on Twitter at StatsSAC, the show at Locked on Grizz. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.